Smartcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay. We're such a good team. We're such a good team. Um, we're starting the show, Norman. I know. We're yeah. just going to start. I'm still trying to figure out the fact that Norman pulled out. Michael, did you see this? Norman pulled out an envelope just full of money and handed you a five and six singles like you were a stripper. Is, is this recording right now? Yes, Norman. The show has started. <laughs> The show is so Norman's like, oh, this is how Norman, be 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 a regular beautiful Norman self. I am. I am. All right, this is the we time where we would normally cue up the intro music to humanized, but because we have a special guest, Norman Towns. Pew 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 pew. <laughs> We're actually gonna kick off the show by playing um one of his songs called Insta Famous because it is a direct correlation to today's topic, sex, lies, and social media. So yeah, let's play the music. Time we go out just to get something to eat. Get something to eat. Someone stop her and tell her that she is pretty. Selfie so much that her phone low on memory. She more famous than me, and I've been on TV. Baby is Insta famous. Okay, 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 okay. She Insta famous. All right, all right, all right, all right. I get it. Insta famous. I mean, I made the song in five minutes too. That's amazing. Yeah. So you literally made that song in five literally. minutes. Norman, you're a genius. Um, that you. song is, it felt like shots fired, I'm going to be honest. Mm. Mm. Before we stop, I have to notice that we're drinking uh, beverages from someone who did not sponsor us. That's why for those of you who are watching the video, you'll see that the cans are wrapped in white because we're not getting paid to give them product placement. Ooh. So that's why we're being like that. We're so official. Ooh. All right, Norm, let's just get right into it because we only have an hour. For now. I think the show might have to be longer in the future. But the first thing I want to do with you is talk about hot topics. You ready, Norm? I'm ready for all the hot topics. Okay. So the first hot topic we're going to talk about, and this is going to feel like a trap, but I promise you it's not. Norman, don't look at my paper. You're trying to cheat. (laughs) All right. The first topic we're going to talk about is Issa Rae's uh, surprise wedding. Oh. What did you think about your uh, fellow Capricorn sister? I, waiting until way after the fact, you're like, oh, by the way, I did something this weekend. So it's like surprise everybody with yeah. the wedding. I thought it was great. I thought she looked good. I, it, it's goals to see two black people, black couples get together and get married was just a beautiful thing. I don't know. If When's the last time you went to a wedding, Norm? I went to a wedding. Wait, pause. When's the last time you went to a wedding that you actually believe the couple would make it? It's a very different question. Mmm. I think all of them. I never went to a oh. wedding like this ain't going to work because I don't think it would have got that far. <laughs> but to be honest <laughs> with you, yeah, marriage it's like, okay, this is going to work. But then when you see the family dynamics, right. that's how you can tell it's not going to work. Not by the couple because the couple works. But then you see the two different types of families and you're like, okay, these people came from two different types of backgrounds to where this could get really tested in a way. And it'll be interesting to see how it works. I got to keep it real with you. I've been invited to several weddings where I didn't think it was going to work. And so I didn't show up. I have a rule that I, I believe that a wedding is supposed to be a time for two people who are in love or more. These days it could be a throuple. And their village that they think that will love them and support their union should be there to to like take that vow with them. Right. If I don't 
either love y'all or think your union's gonna work and have no intention of supporting it. I'm gonna just stay home. How long were they together? Every couple that I've been invited to a wedding to has been together for a significant amount of time. Every time I showed up, they stayed together. Every um, relationship where I didn't show up, they got divorced. So you're like, so a good I feel omen. like I'm a good omen. If I come to your wedding, y'all might wow. actually have. Every, I swear to God, every single wedding that I have declined to show up for, <laughs> I'm like, we're Norman. <laughs> Norman, isn't that amazing? This one couple, my friend, <laughs> my, my, my friend was like, you're not, you're not gonna go to so and so's wedding. They're so in love. Blue, they've been together for like five years. I was like, bro, I don't, I don't feel it. Sure enough, two years later, somebody got left for, you know, Mr. Postman. So I just want to say that my So you're trying to say, yo, any of my friends out here, if y'all get married and I'll get an invite, it ain't going to work. No, if y'all invite me. It's not going to work. If y'all invite me and I intentionally don't show up. It's not going to work. I, so if you get busy the, the week of my wedding, it's a wrap. I'm just telling you my track record. The receipts speak for themselves. I don't know how I feel about that. And I don't know how you should feel about that. <laughs> that I'm a good omen for love. Uh, I'm just, when you get invited and don't show up, it don't work out. I mean, yeah, kind of. Have you ever not, like, didn't go on accident? Where it's like, I no, just couldn't make it? I, so here's the thing, too. I believe you make time for what you want to make time for. So I will move mountains to make time for most people's weddings if I think it's going to work. If I don't even feel compelled to move things around, but I already have my answer. what if you can't answer. move it around? That's never happened. But what if it does happen? Like, what? I'm in surgery? <laughs> yes. If I'm in surgery, <laughs> if I'm giving birth uh, to my child, then maybe you might be an asterisk. But if I am just walking these streets, eating popcorn in my underwear, not So going how to many weddings wedding, did you miss? Three. And how many have you made it to? About, oh God, lots. Like, I, I know a lot of people who are in love. Maybe 12-ish? Ooh, so we got some time. We got some time I'm to just put saying, it to the of, test. Of, out of 15. We got 12 couples. Hey, boom, 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 boom. Norman, do not do that. No, I'm just <laughs> Norman, <laughs> Norman's trying to smite your wedding. So. Yeah. Uh, 12 couples. Well, the reason you watching the show. I wanted to talk about this is, you know, you were on Insecure last season. Yes. So I love that when you watch Issa's wedding, you did not see a bunch of random people like, oh, I didn't know she was best friends with Brad Pitt. You saw her with folks that you know are her actual village. Her real friends. It wasn't a look. It was her real friends. Yeah. And that's the thing I love the most about Issa is... A lot of people in Hollyweird, mm -hmm. Norman, we could talk about this more offline, but a lot of people out here come out here, they get a check, they get a good look, they get popping, and suddenly you're like, what happened to all of your friends? Like, where are your yeah, people? Where are your friends? But Issa, like, pictures of her and her dorm in Stanford and pictures of her at her wedding yeah. probably look shockingly similar. No, nah, but that's the way it should be, too. Yeah, like, it should be. That's the, way, that's the way things should be. And it's sad that, like, that's odd. You know, yeah. in a way, because that should be a normal thing. Like the people in my wedding are the people that have been there for me through tough times or the good times. When you like, were broke and had nothing. Yeah, like if you were any other profession, it would be the same way. You'd have people that were there from you with you from the start. Yeah. But it's just, you know. Well, Jay-Z said something interesting. He said, when you become super famous, you don't change. They change. Like your friends act funny. And I used to look at him funny when he said that. But recently I realized most of the friendships I've ended since I moved to LA has been because my friends were being weird towards me and they, for some reason, why do you think they me. were weird towards you? Is there certain insecurities that come out since you're not at the same level as they were prior? See, or? I hate, I hate, see, I hate being in a space where I feel self aggrandizing where I'm saying, Oh, I'm leveling up and you're not to so your hater. I like, I don't like to always go there, but because I don't like to go there when that's actually happening, I'm the yeah. last to know. I want so badly not to think of people that like that. When that's blatantly happening, I'm always in like deep denial about it. Yeah. Like I, I have one friend who was like a big cheerleader of mine verbally, but like never actually seemed happy demonstratively. Like when it was time to show happiness, it was a little bit womp womp. It was womp. But the words were amazing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I think this Negro is just talking the talk. I don't think he's really happy for me. Yeah, you gotta look at you gotta look at the actions. Because if someone yeah. says they love you and then someone doesn't say they love you, but they show you they love you, it's two different things. Yeah. Which yeah. one do you prefer? Words of affirmation or acts of service? Speaking of love languages. Like do you prefer someone who shows you their love or someone who tells you their love? I, I prefer personally someone that shows me their love, mm -hmm. but there's so much power in words. Amen. Thank and, you. And words Thank can you. can break you 
or words can make you. You can uplift somebody. It's like they say in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And there's times where you can encourage someone to be better than they ever were. And there's times where you can break them to where they don't believe in themselves and they don't produce anything because of their belief system. Mm -hmm. So it's like your mindset, your mentality dictates your reality. I believe so. that so much. And I love that you said that because I, I, I got into a debate last year with someone and he was like, nah, blue, I used to be an F boy. And because you told me you like words of affirmation, I can use that against you. Just tell you whatever you want to hear. But I was like, no, I was in a situation for years where someone secretly acted as if we were in like a courtship wow. moment. Yeah. And then literally after years of acting like that privately, when it was time to like claim me publicly, yeah. the response was, well, I never said we were together, though. Mm. I had someone try to erase years of a connection based off of a, a verbal technicality. Wow. And that's why words of affirmation mean so much to me now, because I realized that you can act like you are madly in love with someone. If the person doesn't say it, they can literally play stupid when it's time to show up. Yeah, definitely. Imagine what it's like to love somebody for all this time. And they're like, well, technically, I never said we were together. What? We're living together. In a one bedroom with one yeah. bed. Like, at what point do we not have to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so if like, you can live in my house like that and be in my one bedroom with me and say we're technically not together because I didn't say it. Now I need everybody to say everything like a lawyer. Yeah. And I think the, the thing that gets somewhat missed is you really can't put a price on value. Oh. And so many people, I, like I think that. there's so, yeah, like there's so much. There's so much that goes on and there's so like the disconnects between people is because someone else's value isn't the same of your value. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like someone's sleeping on your couch. Mm -hmm. You looking at it like, listen, you've been sleeping on my couch for three months. I've been going to work. I've been paying rent three months. I've been buying food, da, da, da. And they're looking at it like, oh, I'm just chilling on your couch. Like that's normal to right? That's called shelter. So, yeah, but <laughs> you're a dependent. But I can claim you on my taxes. <laughs> your perspective is this is valuable to me. Like right. I'm working so that you like I'm giving something. Right. For them, they look at it like, well, it, this is nothing to me. I I always do this. You get what I'm saying? So like the yeah. price of value with everyone is so different. Then once that person blows up or does something, you're like, hey, well, I let you sleep on my couch and they, they don't return that favor or don't help out. And in your mind, you're like, I helped you to get you to a place. Right. And they're like, what? Like, you just let me sleep on the couch. So it's like, I think everyone's value is so different. And that's how you have so much disconnect within but people. what about when you're someone like me and norman you you've seen me in a lot of different phases yeah for those of you who don't know norman towns is an amazing actor i'm gonna read his bio at some uh, point so. um th the reason why i brought up Issa was because i know you you've seen yeah. her up close and personal mm -hmm. and you play what do you play molly's boo well not her boo her, her i worked at i worked her at the flirty, office i worked at the office yeah you were Mo you were you were molly's flirty co-worker at the office last season yeah but i felt like she her eyes lingered in that scene i felt like her eyes lingered did they? Are you coming back this season? I, I am. I'm back on season five. You're in the final season of Insecure? Yeah, I'm in the did, final did we season. just break some news? Okay, guys. Uh, we should have trumpets or something. That's so you're going to be in season yeah, five? Yeah, season five. Season Norman, five. that's a flex. You didn't know that? I, well, I didn't, I didn't want to. When you have actor friends, yeah, yeah. you don't want to ask, hey, did they ask you to return? Because you don't want to yeah, hurt their yeah. feelings. Yeah, so it was really nice. I, I really, I'm happy that I was a piece of such a great staple within our community with, like, I, I'm a part of something that I've always thought was amazing. You're in Black job. History. You're part yeah, of Black so I, History. Yeah, so I just thought that was like really cool. Oh yeah. my God. Well, like my congratulations. Yeah, thank you. That's thank a you. big deal. But what I was going to point out is that on the show, that season that they had, I think it was the last one where Molly and Issa were having disconnects. It was because they were having the important conversations with other people and not with each other. Now, this is what blows my mind, right? Mm -hmm. I haven't done that in a decade. I can't think the last time in 10 years that there was a difficult conversation that I needed to have with someone that I didn't have with them directly. And I realized that if you show up completely for someone and they don't show up, it doesn't work. No, you can't have a one sided good communication relationship. No. If you're communicating really clearly and the other person is still like phoning it in or mm -hmm. what I call being pleasantly dishonest, yeah. you're still screwed. So for me, who's doing my part, I don't want to say I resent those who haven't done their part, but I'm like, mm -hmm. bruh, I have a Virgo moon. You know, I'm into astrology. Yeah, yeah. I have a checklist of what it means to be an emotionally intelligent communicator. Mm. I did everything on the list. And when I asked you clearly, hey, 
I'm going to hold space for you to tell me the truth. If you have a problem, I swear to God, I won't punish yeah. you. I just want us to connect and figure out what's wrong. Mm -hmm. You were like, nah, I'm good. And then six months later, well, actually, I've secretly hated you this whole time. I'm like, wait, yeah. wait, wait, that's not fair. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like you didn't have an opportunity. No, nah, it's, it's not fair. And a lot of times, like, people that we run into these situations with or these, these issues with, they don't know how to properly express themselves or weren't taught to they weren't taught how to articulate themselves in a way that moves forward. Like mm -hmm. they grew up in houses where everyone's yelling. It's an argument here and there. That So like in their, their mindset is like, I don't want to argue. I don't want to create trauma. I don't want to create. So it's like, they don't even know how to properly communicate with people on a level. That's not destruction. You know, but here's my question though. Right. And, and uh, please, as a guy in particular, because yeah, yeah. men are there, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I do not believe in gender wars. I believe that a good person is a good person, a bad person is a bad person, and anything that you can say about, you know, N-words ain't shit. You know how we say women say that sometimes? Mm -hmm. And Norman knows I have a lot of male friends, so yeah. I don't actually do the gender wars thing. Mm -hmm. um, when people say, well, dudes ain't shit, and girls and bitches ain't shit, I'm always like, ain't shit people are just ain't shit people. There's not a single thing I've seen oh. an ain't shit man do that I haven't seen an ain't shit woman do in some capacity and vice versa, yeah. right? Yes. And so my question is, if someone is not equipped to communicate effectively, and they're dealing with a good communicator. When we have an argument, why are you mad at the only person who didn't fail in this moment? Because my thing is, if you said to me, Blue, I'm mad at communicating, so I'm sorry for six months that I've secretly resented you. I'd be like, okay, let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. But instead what I get is, well, I'm mad at you because you should have known. Hey, what? So not only did you fail yourself, you now want me to give you a free psychic mind reading. Yeah. That's where I lose compassion for that argument, mm -hmm. is it's one thing if you were a bad communicator on your own, it's bad communicators who are now resentful of you for not reading their minds and they're projecting their insecurities onto you. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm like, you know what? We ain't gotta be friends no more. You could go. Yeah. And see a lot of it too is our education, our emotional education, Speak the, the things it. that we have to learn. It's like this, like we all know, we all been through things. We've mm -hmm. all been hurt. We've all been through so much. And no one really knows how to properly deal with things. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If I get my heart broke, I don't know how to properly move forward. I just know, okay, you know what? I'm hurt. What, how do I get over this? Just hook up with a whole bunch of chicks. That are, like you're trying to take your mind. You're escaping. But are you mad a, at the person who opposed, broke your heart? I, I don't think that you're upset. I think you, you're constantly upset at yourself mm -hmm. at certain things that you could have done or didn't do. And a lot of times when people hurt us, a lot of times the reality of most heartbreak or most things that don't go our way is because that we don't value ourselves. Mm, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. When somebody hurts me, I look at myself like, damn, I didn't value myself. How did I, I get myself yeah, How did I get here? Like, because girl, I didn't treat better. myself the way I should have treated myself. So I think that that's what the bigger issue is, is a conflict within ourselves. So you agree it is projection then? It's, it's definitely projection, but... I under I understand the projection and the key is to understand it because see once you understand it then you could you could maneuver it but it's like if you don't understand the core of it then you can never maneuver it. I think for me it's I'm at the place in my life where I'm tired of people doing me wrong and then they walk away mad. I'm like bro why are you mad? Like I'm tired of being aggrieved and then yeah. the person sometimes somebody I think there's a bunch of memes that say something to this effect of there are people in this world who have to make you the bad guy so they don't have to admit to themselves that they did you wrong. Mm -hmm. And so it's always shocking to me when someone hurts me mm -hmm. and they're the one who's mad. And me as the hurt person, but who's in a healthier space, I'm showing you grace as the as the quote end quote victim. I don't feel like a victim ever, yeah. but as the aggrieved party, I'm showing you all this love and grace. And as the person who's doing the dirt, yeah. why are you mad, bruh? Yeah. You don't want the dirty hands. It, it, it get it gets so tricky because the levels that the levels that you continue to progress. Yeah, there's things about yourself that you have to change, and that's the sad part. Yeah, the sad part is like if I'm really friendly, uh, and then I, I'm nice, and someone takes advantage of me. In certain areas, it's great because it's like, oh, you're a nice person. Other areas, it it's it hinders me because now people are after me. Yeah, you're you a mark. I'm now I'm a mark. Mm -hmm. Now, and it's like for you to be, if, if you're constantly hurt or things go against you, it's because you're so loving and so caring and you're so giving. 
And then people take that and take advantage of it. You know, I will say this, and this is something I say in all my workshops. Um, for those of you who are new to me or the show, um, I'm Lucy Lucimon, emotional intelligence coach. You're, you're listening to Humanized. I got mm -hmm. so happy talking to Norman. I that didn't even right. properly introduce the show. But as an emotional intelligence coach, there's one statement I always make that I can see, particularly the women in the audience, whenever I'm doing these workshops, they squint like, you do this. Mm -hmm. And then I keep talking. And, and that is this. There is no such thing as being too nice too giving or too loving. Those are all nice ways of saying you suck at setting boundaries. Mm. Because the love wasn't the problem. The nicest wasn't the problem. It was a lack of discernment. Mm. I can be the nicest person in the world, but if I know when to say no and when to set a boundary, that niceness will never be the problem. So wow, I think we deep, often mistake deep. a lack of discernment for too much loving. Yeah. Do you know how conceited it sounds to a coach to be like, my heart's too big. I love too much. I'm just too giving. Wow, Jesus. Why are you must, doing that? Must why be, are you, yeah, why must are you doing be nice. That? But no, your heart's not bigger than anybody else's. You just suck at setting boundaries. Mm. And I think people find Sweet. a way to like pat themselves in the back like, oh, I'm just more pure. And that's why these things happen to me. Oh. No, you're not pure. We can all love as hard as you did. Yeah. But you didn't set boundaries, sis. You didn't set boundaries, bro. Like you were a co-conspirator in your own demise. And so I constantly tell myself, Blue, wow. you are not too nice. You are not too giving. You are not too loving. Those are all beautiful things that you should never downplay. Just pick better people to give that to. Wow. You see, you see the yeah, shift in I that? It. I love it. I'd rather focus on shifting who I'm giving it to because why would you want less love? Right. That's the last thing you want right now, especially during COVID. Speaking of less love, like that segue, mm -hmm. um, second hot topic I want to get into is Black China allegedly put out a tweet that said, Tiger likes uh, trans people, women, and so do I. And there was this huge debate. She said, Tiger likes trans women. Women, women and so do I. And, the, and, and so people were like, oh my God, Black China out of Tiger for being attracted to trans women. And then recently she came out and said, I was hacked. So there's a there's a debate going on regardless. Number one, some people are saying, do we <laughs> Norman? <laughs> some people are like, do we believe? I'm looking at the monitor. Norman's face is like, rrr, rrr. if Scooby-Doo was a person, it'd be I'm Norman's here. face. <laughs> do we believe that she was hacked? And also in LA, Norman, for those of you again who are missing out and cannot see, Norman is a six foot three, strong backed, caramelled, super ripped handsome man who looks like he belongs in the Waynes family with a little bit of the Smith family with a little bit of Trey songs as his third cousin. You are an attractive <laughs> man, right? You could uh -huh. have been the heartthrob in all the 90s sitcoms. Uh -huh. And as someone who's attractive, I'm sure that a lot of men uh -huh. in Hollywood mm. have tried to hit on you and mm. you'd be like, nah, bro, I'm good. Mm. And so this is conversation of, well, do you out them in conversation? Because there are people in LA who will out in a second be like, yo, I'm straight. Let me tell you who hit on me. And then there yeah. are people who are like, I'm not doing that. I'm not outing anybody. What is your stance? Because China's getting in trouble now for allegedly outing um, Tiger if he is into trans women. What is your thoughts around outing or not outing, especially in this industry where attractive people are going to be mm -hmm. hit on by folks yeah. who, are, who think they might be gay? Like, do you feel like, do I feel like it's right to out someone? Like I personally that, think outing someone is, is very malicious, but like people I, have an argument that maybe it's okay if you've been hit on. I, I'm a straight man, but I'm comfortable within my sexuality. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things where whatever someone does or what their sexuality is, is their business. Right. It's not like what you're doing in the bedroom or what you do with your, your partner or what you like is it's not my per my place or my business to say this person is this or this. It's like, what do you get out of that? So if a, so if an A-list actor, male actor hit on you, you yeah. would be like, I'm going to turn him down, but I'm not going to mention to anybody that I just found out he's gay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would just say, you know what? If he hit on me where, he, well, that's another thing too. Mm -hmm. I don't think, well, I haven't had experiences where, where gay men have just hit on, like, you know, like, hey, I want you and let's do that. Like, not like, you know, not like on some weird stuff. They'll be right. like, hey, hey, are you like, you be like, no. And they're like, all right, cool, cool. Oh, yeah, they, just, they're polite about they're it. They're polite about like, it. Like, hey, are you into? I've only, oh. I've only had polite, inter I haven't had any interactions where it wasn't polite. Huh. And was it, is, was it weird when you turned them down? No. We're like, I, I'm cool with, with so many people, no matter what you are that it never affected me because it's just like, yo, I can still be your friend, right. but I'm not like that. Like, I could be a, a, I could be friends with a woman and not sleep with her. I could be friends with a guy and just be cool with, like, 
I can be friends with who you are as a person. But has it ever been anybody who was straight presenting and so them hitting on you was basically them revealing something that because it's one thing if a gay guy hits on you and you yeah. can politely say no thank you. Yeah. But if it's a straight presenting known to be straight man in Hollywood who hits on you, is there ever a moment like, oh, I, I don't want to say any actors' names. I, I, yeah, I yeah. Well, well, well I, th- I think I think if you think of them as as straight or like that's your they perspective present, of them, yeah, they present anybody would be kind of shocked. They'd be like, oh man, like, that's crazy. I right. could have sworn, but like it wouldn't be my place to put that to the public or say like, hey, this person is is this. It would just be something I know that I'm like, okay, I'm not, you know. But you know how L.A. is. Hey, hey, Look. you see so-and-so? <laughs> <laughs> you saw the show. Be careful. Yeah, if you know yeah. the funny thing is, yeah. though, you have a lot of discernment. Yeah, yeah. Because one thing I will say is everybody in L.A. knows Norm. <laughs> I always say everybody knows Norm. Lamar, Lamar, you were in the car. We were driving to the studio, and Norm put out his window like, hey, hey, man, and just literally started screaming at a random man on the street yeah. with his dog who you just happened to know. Yeah. And my response was, of course, because everybody knows Norm. Yeah. So for you, you know where a lot of the bodies are buried. Mm-hmm. And you must be good at keeping your mouth shut because you're still getting invited to things, right? Yeah. You know where all my bodies are buried. Norman knows so many of my secrets. So, so that's how you know yeah. this is my real friend because I don't like to tell. <laughs> you are one of the few people I can yeah. count on one hand who knows my business. Because I respect people. Yeah. And, and, I, and I show love, but I, I respect people no matter who. They, and I don't judge people. That's the thing, too. Yeah, so many don't. people are scared to say how they feel or say who they are because their fear of, like, judgment. And I'm mm-hmm. more just like, hey, just be who you are because I'm who I am, you know? Like, I'll paint one day. I'll go to this thing, go to this thing, go to this You class. are, like, I'll go to just open having mic. the best I time just, of your life. Yeah, all like, I live, like, so freely. So I run into so many people because I'm so free with it. But I also get to understand or get to see different things or get to be in so many cool things that I was invited to or been a part of. And then it just keeps moving. Like, I don't If, if China did stay. send the, the tweet, she said she didn't. But if she had, would you think she had? Been, she would be wrong to have posted that tweet? Do you think a tweet like that is wrong? I know you wouldn't do it, but do you I, think it's wrong for anybody to do that? I think it's wrong. I, I do. It kind of sounds like, if I was to guess about it, it's like more more people are, are gonna think it's wrong. Yeah, and you don't you know how cancel culture is. You're gonna say somebody else did. I mean, look, yeah. I got my phone on me. Yeah, you know, you, you have certain, like two phones. You're yeah, so Hollywood but, but, but when it. you get to certain levels, there's not a lot of people that can you know be around you that's hacking. And if someone does that's hack, true. you know who it is. Yeah, you know, like think about it. When was the last time you know someone got close enough to hack your Instagram or your Gmail? That's your, true. You know, like these are things that are are really pro- especially nowadays so, you know what's so crazy in in, in la in particular mm-hmm. this entire town has been on relationship building relationships mm-hmm. when you see a likable person who you think is maybe a c plus level talent getting booked for everything my thought is always like oh they must be great to work with mm-hmm. because this entire town yeah is like i think talent is secondary to relationships because production hours are long. normal you know how long production yeah, hours very are much who so. wants to be on very set for so. 16 hours with an asshole Nobody. I'd rather have a B plus talent yeah. that's pleasant than an A plus star who's yeah. a, a nightmare to be on set with. Yeah. And so to me, I don't even. I, when I before I moved here, I thought it was a little shallow. But now that I'm here, I'm like, absolutely. Who wants the horror in the room? You, you want to be around people that you like, that you get along with, that do good business, that are consistent, that you know that people that aren't going to surprise you in a way. In a bad like, way. Hey, yeah. Some sort of jumped <laughs> off the bridge. It's like yeah. So it's like consistency is key, especially out here. And then show business it's such a business it's more business more than, than show anything. than yeah. anything so it's, it's good business you do good business you you do well but word gets out around a lot around here like i always say los angeles is the world's shiniest small town i was yeah. talking to a friend who just moved out here and she knows she's like you she knows everybody mm-hmm. and she mentioned that someone mentioned me and said that i had a lot of discernment and i was like i i've only mm-hmm. been here 17 minutes like how yeah. does anybody know but I have discernment. But she was like, yeah, no, the person said that you're good at keeping things to yourself. And I was just like, oh, okay. I'm happy that's my reputation. Yeah. But it's just weird that even after a pandemic of being in quarantine, in LA, your reputation yeah. always precedes you. Reputation is like the most important thing. Yeah, it's and, number and one out here. And too, it's like when you're honest to people, they know that you're being genuine with them. Yeah. And, 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 and that's the thing that separates, I think, certain people from this city or this town is you can see when someone's genuine mm-hmm. and it's very like infectious. You're attracted to the genuineness of it because you're almost worried for them. You're like, be careful. There's yeah, wolves out there. Yeah. But, but there's an attraction to it too, because we all 
a, a lot of people in entertainment don't come from this world. Yeah. So when they see something that's genuine and authentic, it's so refreshing because they're like, man, I, like I haven't had anyone talk to me and have a conversation without needing anything. Yeah. And it just, it's so refreshing to meet someone that doesn't need anything. I have a lot of celebrity friends and, and they asked me, not, I don't want to say that and take that back. That sounded so conceited. <laughs> You know, I thought we were on the couch, right? Yeah, like, I forgot yeah. that we were on the show. Uh, okay, I know people, you, we both, we live in LA. Yeah. Lamar knows. Like, everybody, it's impossible to live in LA for more than, like, two months right. and leave your house and not know a bunch of celebrated people. Let's call yeah. them that. I just know so many celebrated people who, when I talk to them, are surprised by how I don't treat them funny. Mm. And it makes me sad for them that a regular, decent, human-to-human, shows called Humanized Conversation... It's such a foreign thing in their world. Yeah. And a part of me is like, I don't ever want to be in a space where I'm so big that just a regular down-to-earth conversation feels like caviar to me. Mm. I like that right now, intimate conversations are something I get to take for granted because I have them all the time. Yeah. And so I'm like, I wouldn't trade places with anybody who's in that bubble because yeah. that has to be like lonely. It, it's a very lonely world. But I mean, I understand why it's set up. Like, it's funny. I do interviews sometimes in... They'll like ask me like, "Who's your favorite actor?" This and this, and I'll name people, uh-huh. and they're like, "Who are they?" Da da da. And I'm just like, "Oh, this guy that I went to class with that was just he was beast. amazing." I was like, right. "Yeah, like, like because it's like, I I take things and I try to give, I, I try to be as honest as possible with my answers. Right. And sometimes some of the best people to do things aren't necessarily the most famous. Amen. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There, there's some people that I know that are are so talented. But they're not the the most famous person. Yeah. Or there's some people that I know that have a lot of notoriety, but they're really not as good in that way. But like, I'm not just gonna ride the wave and tell you what you want to hear. I'm gonna tell you like an honest opinion of what I feel and what I think. Well, speaking of telling what we, what you feel, and what you think, my question is: There's a new reality show that I love, and I mm-hmm. want to know. If you've watched it, oh, there's bubbles in this drink that you gave us that we won't be I naming because we're not. I said it's Casa- a secret drink. I said Casamigos so many times in the first episode. I really feel like I need a Casamigos endorsement. This is not Casamigos, guys. Hold on, I'm take a sip. We should, huh? mm. There's a new reality show that I love. It's called F Boy Island. Have you seen it? F Boy Island. It's amazing. It might be the best reality show I've seen okay, in the last yeah. five years at least. F Boy Island. And I love me some Mad at First Sight, and it's like giving it a run for its money. The show is called F Boy Island. They're on a beautiful island, probably because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And basically, there's 24 men and three women, right? The three women are looking for love. You know how those dating shows go. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing 12 of the men are amazing people who really want love. The other 12 are, are fuckboys. Wait, 30. Wait, wait, wait. There's 24 on. men for three girls. And 12 of them really want. Love. 12, 12 of them want love and, and marriage. 12 of them are. Pure fuckery. And they say to the women, go date these men. Good luck figuring out who's who. Oh, they're only picking fuckery boys. And here's the thing. Fuckery that, people. So here's the thing, right? I'm like, this, this show is going to be a hot mess. This can't be a good show. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the most wholesome reality shows I've ever seen. You know why? Here's the rub. This is why I got excited. You have to eliminate. Each girl has to eliminate a guy every episode. And when they eliminate the guy, he reveals if he was a nice guy or a fuckboy. So you're, when you see a guy about to be eliminated, you're like, yo, let's see if I got this right. Like, So you're trying to figure out who's the fuckboy, who's the nice guy. I'm going to tell you this, what. This is called dating for women in real life. Here's the thing, yeah. Norman. You have to be emotionally intelligent to figure it out. As an emotional intelligence coach, it's the first reality show where emotional intelligence is the only currency that matters. Yeah, but that, that's got to be a tough show. Oh, you it's going to be devastating. Because this is the thing, too. Toxic people are very fun. They are. That's what people don't tell you. This is see, and this is the thing that like people try to like hide from you. So they fun. be like, why is it so hard to cut off him? They, uh, they ain't shit, or why is that He's girl ain't popping, shit? He's popping. That's because like, we go out, we have the best time. Right. They're hilarious. You know what I'm saying? I had so to funny. That I, was to- I had once. toxic friends, and they're they're very toxic, but right. they're the funnest to hang out with. I'm like, that used to be man. Me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to be a female fuck boy. You guys, that really doesn't really? exist. But what I'm saying, yeah. they're fun to be around. So like, mm-hmm. that's the thing. It's like if it was. If they just wasn't shit in every way, then it wouldn't be. It would be easy to be like, all right, fuck you. Da, da, da. But, but some of them are just fine, though. I realize that there's two kinds of toxic people: the people who are so attractive, they yeah. have no incentive to have a personality, uh-huh. and the people who are so fun, they get away yeah. with murder. But but see, this is the thing: fine don't last for long. It, fine, yeah. fine is cool, but then after a while, it's like ah. Uh, but toxic, 
it's I'm gonna keep coming back. I have a male friend who would disagree with you. The reason why I picked Norman Towns to be on the second <laughs> show for this episode is I have a I have a lot of male friends who have shallowness as a disability. Really? I come back for toxic. Shallow the shallowness. I, I'm cool. Yeah. That. Norman is one of those few ladies. Please look up his picture when this is done. It was at Norman Towns. Yeah. We're gonna find you a whole wife on the show, Norman. Um oh, at Norman <laughs> No, Norman, you're the funny thing about you, Norm, is that you're an attractive man, but you're probably my least toxic male friend. Yeah, my other male that. friends listening to this, I apologize. I love you anyways. And your emotional intelligence shocked me the first time we had a deep conversation. Yeah. I was like, why is this pretty Negro talking like we, what the, like we're in therapy. Like, what, like yeah. I was so confused <laughs> by the optics and the words. Like I was like, is he reading this from a book? And so you could like get bored with shallow. I know a male friend who told me over the, the holiday season back in the winter, I don't care how amazing a woman is. All men are super shallow and they're going to go with the looks. And I was like, you just told on yourself. Because there's no baddie in the world that I know that's bad enough for Norman to stay with her. <laughs> if she's a horrible, no, boring, no, and or toxic no. person. I, I think I think where he was, the, the one area, it's like a lot of men will be attracted and would want to hook up with it. With like, like some men, no, he's like, trying to only wife but, baddies in his mind. But wife them? No. He's no. convinced that. No. You know what the funny thing is? This is a perfect pivot to the episode, which is no. sex lies on social media. Because no. there the, are some men who only date a woman who they would be able to flex on social media. But 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 if you look at the women that men marry, mm -hmm. totally different than the women that they fuck with or fuck or hook up with. You know what I'm so saying? So what you're it's saying is he's totally not as ready for marriage. He's not as ready for marriage. No, no, he, he's here. still in that. He's still in that juvenile state. He's in denial. Okay, he's in that juvenile state. But when it comes down to it. When his hair starts thinning, oh yeah, he he gonna start looking at girls a lot different. I'm gonna tell you that <laughs> he right now. Tired. Yeah. When that hip goes well, down, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His, his yeah he gonna be like, you know what? Hey, <laughs> you so, was here for me. <laughs> so what Norman is saying is, any man who is still a slave to shallowness is not as ready for marriage as he thinks he is. Nah, nah, because when when a man is ready, we're ready. Yeah. You know? We're ready. You're such a rare breed. I wish we could clone you. I will say this. One <laughs> of the things that's got me really mad lately mm -hmm. is how social media is profiting off of propaganda that's making men and women hate each other about things that aren't even real. Mm -hmm. Like, shout out to Justin LaBoy. I know his page is the fa everybody's favorite toxic meme page. Mm -hmm. But he posted... We were on Clubhouse. My friend and I were on Clubhouse one day, and a guy got real sensitive. He was like, no, when I read some of the stuff on Clubhouse, I mean, on um, on Justin LaBoy's page that women are clapping for, my heart starts to break like, oh, damn, you're all hoes. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Justin LaBoy, not everybody who reads the Justin LeBoy meme page and likes it is co-signing that's how they live. They just mm -hmm. think it's a funny meme. Yeah. But I think a lot of men now are convinced that all women are bitter gold diggers who hate black men. And then conversely, a lot of women are convinced that men are just all, you know, fuck boys who just want a baddie. And now because of all this social media propaganda, yeah. they're hating on each other. But in real life, they be crying on my phone. Yeah, I just want to find a good person. I'm like, social media is lying to us and making us feel like we're against each other when we actually want the same things. Yeah, so it's, it's one like, well, our era is different because we didn't grow up with social media. That's social true. media came to us later. So like, I was we a grown still up, had yeah. to like interact with people, deal with problems face to face. Mm -hmm. We still had to like come over somebody's house. Like there's things that we did that that even if they were bad, they weren't exploited the way that they are now exploited they videos the word, yep. they, like so i think that it's just such a different era and we're caught like right in that middle of mm -hmm. like that transition where you know like people are on twitter all the time people were bullied cyber bullying and stuff like that like we had people that bullied you to your face you know what i'm saying that's true. that was horrible they, they were ready to that, fight that's what for saying. real so it's like it's like my perspective <laughs> on things come is different because i came from a different generation where it's like i've had people bully me to my face or right. like i had to like look at the clock and be after school with, you know yes. what I'm saying? Somebody, like i remember those feelings and stuff so like when i be seeing stuff on the internet i'm like yeah there's nothing <laughs> like, on the I internet just, that's gonna hurt my feelings the way i'm having to fight man. for my life in the playground oh man. man so let me see if you agree <laughs> with me on this then i have a new sadness for this new thing of like and it's usually under 34. i think once you hit like your mid-30s that means you were hatched long enough where social media isn't the only, to your point, form yeah. of communication you had. But for most of the guys that I know who are under 34, mm. they are all bitter because they're all convinced that they're too broke to date a good woman because they all got to spend money like Quavo. And my pushback is, mm. if you're mad that a, a, the girls that you like want to do like Quavo, then stop dating girls who are the archetype of a sweetie. 
Yeah. And that's nothing against Saweetie. She's very clear about her what she likes, right? Mm -hmm. But how are you looking for a sweetie but mad that she's looking for a Quavo? Like, you have to find a woman who is in the bracket of the same value system. Yeah. If your value you system do. is shallow, you do. You do. how are you going to get but, mad that, that her value system is shallow? You're both shallow. And, and that comes from social media. True. You see what I'm saying? So much of this is a facade and it's not real because it's like women have a biological clock. Yep. Men, I like to say, have a financial clock. Oh. To where it's like, we try to get a certain amount of money so that we can be providers. Right. So a lot of times our head is like, dang, I got to get going. I got to get going. So so a woman might think that, yo, I'm secondary. But in our heads, it's like we need to make enough money to provide. So that's when true. they see stuff that's on the Internet, there's people that look like they're able to provide, but they in real life they're not. So they get these women that are looking at these dudes like, oh, shit, you seem to be you a provider. You need to make 50K a month. Let's no, go. No, it's not even that you need to do that. Their their psyche is like, I'm with you, right? Because right? you can provide shelter. You can provide food. Like, you're a provider. You know, right. our dynamics are set up that way, right? And when they get to that person and they like, damn, shit, you're not who I thought you were. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Anytime the perspective is, if, if my perspective of you is here and then it's right here, realistically, like, it's way lower because you're not what I thought it was. You're not who I thought you were. Right. So even if you're good, if I thought you were amazing, then I'm like, oh, huh, I thought you were amazing, but you're just good. So now it's a bigger deal. You see what I'm saying? A lot of them, but here's the funny thing. Statistically speaking, black women make more m money than black men because, you know, the way that the judicial system is always throwing you guys in jail and but, but, but all, the, the all that other stuff. work, though. Yeah, we do work. Like, but, like, but I'm like, saying like, we're, like, the most we're one of the most educated groups in the country and we work a lot. So for me as a black woman, if I do want to be in a relationship, in a healthy relationship, mm -hmm. for, for reasons that are around value system, yeah. there's a higher probability that, that I might make more than my partner. And a lot of us don't have a problem with that as long as my partner is showing up equitably in other ways, but also doing his part. But men... A lot of men, I'm going to be honest, especially since I moved to L.A., are bitter about not being rich. And I think what, and this, tell me if you disagree or not, I think a lot of men, to your point, have a, bi like a biological clock for their finances. Mm -hmm. When they're not rich, they're mad that they can't compete with rich niggas. And, and they're oh, yeah. So but, in, but, in, but instead of like focusing their anger towards other rich men, they focus it on the women who want to date rich men. So I'm like, are you really mad at the, girl, the Saweeties or are you really mad at the Quavos? Well, well, this is the thing about men. We tap out. Yeah. We tap out. If we can't be the top, if we can't be the alpha, then it's like, we don't even be anything. I don't even care anymore. I'm broke. Leave anymore. me alone. I'm yeah, broke. I don't care anymore. Yeah. Right? Like, I used to take the bus every day. I take like three or four buses LA every day. Oh, I, wow. I can't remember. You drove us here in a big old yeah. nice car, Norman. But, but so I, clearly I, I know, but I moved out here. Home, like, I just jumped on a bus and came out here. So yeah. I, I would just take the bus everywhere. And I think I probably saw one male bus driver. Oh, All wow. women. All women. In the service industry, all women. And I was like, dang. This is crazy. Like we like I just noticed it's like one of those things where it's like women really do work. Yeah. And then men, it's like even if I had a regular job, women are gonna look at me like you you're a failure. Yeah, like, come on, who wants to be with the guy that works at UPS, even though it's great benefits, or the mm -hmm. guy that works at FedEx? I would. Or the guy that drives the bus. But see, yeah. the women that we see on social media that we're attracted to, and that's social media, buying Birkin not real bags, life. doing this, doing yeah. this, you like, I can't compete with this. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't do this, but it's easier for them to pretend to be it than it is for them to be it. That's why I always say, like, too many people are pretending who they're trying to be instead of trying to be who they're pretending to be. Oh, wow. Did y'all hear that? Norman is out here dropping bars. We need to get sound effects like Funkmaster Flex. <laughs> I, I think what I'm hearing is people who are insecure and who can't compete with whatever social media has told them is what it takes to be lovable. Because let's be honest with what it comes yeah. down to. If you're a man who, who can't compete with, with rich guys, you're going to not only resent those rich guys, you're going to resent the women that they can get that you can't. Yeah. If you're a woman who wants to be able to pull a rich guy, but you're just a good chick, whose body fat percentage isn't low enough and you're going to resent those girls. Like it's all you resenting a mirage, mm -hmm. but as someone who knows a lot of those people who are being yeah. upheld in real life, they're as miserable as everybody else. They have problems like everybody else. Their lives uh, aren't perfect either. No. And, if you really met them, I don't think you re really want to be them. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, is we're so consumed off of what somebody else thinks about us mm -hmm. and how we're perceived that no one wants to be vulnerable and tell you like, Hey, I'm not doing good. Or like, hey, I need some help. Or yeah. financially, I'm not doing the best right now. Right? It's like I was doing Postmates at night. I was doing so many things, and it's like for somebody in in 
in other people's head, it's like, oh, you're an actor, you're on TV, you're doing this, and then you was doing this. Or but you this were doing or an this. honest day's work, but, though, but, Norm. But it's like, because, like, n like, no matter what the situation is, it's like I was brought up different. My parents is from Alabama, you know. Like, oh, so you got like, that you got southern work, work ethic, work, yeah. work all day. But it's like I don't, I don't lose my pride. Like I don't look at someone any different by their work ethic. Yeah. If anything, I respect them even more. You I respect work ethic more actually than oh. how much money you have. I will say this: I have always been the person who's dated men who made less money. Well, I'm pansexual. I've dated men and women who made less money than me. Right? I will say. That whenever I've broken up with someone and money was an issue, it wasn't how much money they made. It was the shame they carried. The shame they carried. Because with that. A, a broke man, and I'm using broke loosely, but a man who considers himself broke, who has a strong work ethic, is ambitious, oh. is contributing to the household, and is working towards making his dreams come true, is just a rich man on his way, right? But a man who is broke in his mind resents that you make more money than him, resents that he's like, well, since you make more money, I got to be abusive emotionally to assert my dominance. That shame that he's harboring with himself, he's going to be like, Blue broke up with me because I'm broke. No, I didn't break up with you because of your bank account. I broke up with you because your mind is broke. Exactly. And that your mind, mind is what was mind, broke to me. Yeah. And see, and that's what people don't realize. It's like, if you have a work ethic, and, and, and so many of us look at successful people as where they are now instead yeah. of where they were before. And if you study everyone that, like like they say, smart people learn from their mistakes, smarter mm. people learn from others, and smarter people Ooh. than that learn from other successes. And it's one of those things where it's like, if you study successful people, mm -hmm. they were so hungry and they worked so hard that it's it's obvious why they are where they are. Because it was inevitable. It, was it gets inevitable. to a point you where you want yeah. it so bad, it's almost inevitable you're going to get it's there. It's inevitable. So it's like work ethic. You can see it's like, it's like buildings are built before they're built. Mentality dictates your reality. Right. You can see it before it happens. People would say, Isn't that a How great you know? feeling? Yeah. When you see something in your head oh, and then a year later, you're like, oh, I, my God, this is all in my head last year. I, I could tell like where people's success levels are just by their work ethic because how you do anything is how you do everything right that's true or how you do everything is how you do anything but it's one of those things where it's like you can just tell just by the way they work why the how they move how they carry themselves how they're constantly progressing that it's just a matter of time no matter where they are it's just a matter of time you know what's so crazy when i was um in high school and I hated high school, by the way. Like, yeah. I'm sure you were the jock and everything. I, I loved high school. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Because you, you every looked level like the quarterback adulthood. in every high school musical. Oh, man. I killed every level of You were of, probably in track. Life, except basketball. for the L.A. nightclub. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the only level where I was like, I can't get in. In the high <laughs> school, I was the emo else. writer who threw bomb parties. Like, I hated everybody. Yo. Did lots of writing under a tree, like writing sad poetry. But when I would throw a party, everybody would come to my party. So I was like, I guess yeah. I'm fun, but moody? Like, what's that about? And one thing that was crazy to me is when I got booked to do Hollywood Unlocked. No, I think I was booked for something earlier than that. I think it was another show. Mm -hmm. And I literally had someone from high school hit me up and said, remember when we were 15 in the 10th grade, you we had a project where we had to have a talk show host and you were the talk show host. And wow. then in the yearbook, you were you were nominated for most likely to, to be a talk show host. And I was like, I was? She was like, yeah, in the yearbook. And I was like, oh, sh and then I found the tape, Norm. I went to my mother's, my mother's house and found the tape. Literally in the 90s, here I was dressed like somebody off of Friends, wearing my bad wow. 90s haircut and you my can, black lip liner. You got to share that. I'm never sharing that I, video. I have, <laughs> some, I have some videos I'm going to share. Like, I, I cannot like wait to years, see them. It's going to be crazy. But we're crazy. always who we are, though. Always we're who always we are. Who, like, what am I doing now? You were doing Sonic, 20 years ago. At McDonald's. At, <laughs> like, every job. I've had every job. My mom made me get a job every, like, Constant. I used to lie about having a job once. Oh, because you like work so, so much? I, well, no, nah, because I got fired from Target and I just pretended like I was going to work, but I wasn't. Oh. <laughs> you were an actor before you were an actor, huh, Norm? Oh, I've had every job. I, I love your work boxes, ethic. I fix phones. You have I too many jobs. Dishes. You might have a little Jamaican in you. I As a Caribbean do. woman, definitely do. you every... put us to shame. I think during oh. the pandemic, you, you were always hustling. But I constantly, like, and it's a good and a bad thing, but it's like, I just don't stop. You don't. <laughs> you do, No, Norm, sometimes when you talk about your schedule, I, just I get stop. sleepy on your yeah, behalf. Yeah, like, like people are like, yo, how do you do this? And I'm like, So yeah, how do you stop yourself from being jaded about dating, considering social media is constantly making us feel like we're not good enough or somebody's not going to choose us because we're not rich enough or thin enough or whatever? Like, how do you discern what's real and what's not when social media is constantly on our phone. We're constantly on our phone. You just have to, you just have to put yourself in a position where you could be the most authentic you 
and realize that like sometimes you meet the right person at the wrong time. Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of timing is, 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 is a very important thing, but the closer you are to you, the closer you're going to find someone that genuinely gels with that Mm -hmm. and you can grow together because see, so many people are trying to be something that they're not. And then they get into these relationships. And what happens is you start peeling off these layers of who they really are. And then it doesn't work because when you first met this person, it's a mass. It's like getting a job. I can work every day, Monday through Sunday. Well, yeah. 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And then you get the job and you're like, hey, look, I can only work two days a week. <laughs> you know, I don't want that. And then now it's like, oh, I thought you said it. So, right. So I think that the dating process is such a fluff out here, especially in entertainment, because this is oh, the thing. God, this is yeah. the thing about L.A., though. When you talk about L.A., there's a system everywhere you go. There's there a system. Right. Check this out. You might as well be in India. Everything's a caste system. Think about it like this, right? If me and you are in Idaho, Mm -hmm. right, and we're back in our hometown, you single, I'm single, it's like the the system is you you go to school, you get a job, now we meet to to have a family, now we have a family. So there's like a system in place for, 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 for those areas. L.A., you're meeting so many people at different places. Yeah. Right? So you can meet someone that's 22. You might be 30. You might, oh, I'm ready for this. I'm ready to settle down. This person is just ready for a good time. Then you can meet someone else. You know, so it's like everyone's at different stages. Some people are more focused on their career. Some people are more focused on their finances. Some people, people come out here to be the grandest of what they are. The doctors people to be the also, doctor also come out here to compensate, though. And one thing I will yeah. say that L.A. does... But I haven't, it happens everywhere, but I see happen more here and it breaks my heart because I think it's why so many of us are single. Whatever people are lacking in LA, they tend to try to put their, make their partner compensate for it. So when I know a a guy who doesn't have a, a, his career is not popping the way he wished it would, Mm -hmm. he's more, more likely to want a bad, a bad bitch. Overcompensate. Because he's trying to overcompensate for the fact that he's not fulfilled. He's not fulfilled. Meanwhile, when you look at supermodels who are rich and gorgeous, how many of them marry regular dudes? Because they have nothing left to prove. Wow. How many times do you see somebody at the top of their game dating someone? You're like, oh, I would yeah. think that he would date somebody, whatever. Yeah. That's because he doesn't have anything to prove it anymore. He doesn't need the prettiest girl. He doesn't need the shiniest girl. He doesn't need the whatever girl because he's like, I'm so secure in me. Yeah. I get to now only date who I actually like. And, and see those personalities fit together well. Yeah, I've met a lot of amazing people out here who I could tell they were looking for a look rather than a connection. Mm. And now you're broke but in VIP all the time posting videos. Yeah. Now you're sad and dating a girl who doesn't even fulfill you, but she looks good on your feed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, at what point do we admit that we're becoming slaves to a look rather than feeding our hearts? Yeah. And that's a very LA thing. I think it happens in New York and Atlanta a lot as well. That makes me sad because I think that show that they had um, Love is Blind on, on Netflix where people dated completely blind. They were talking through a, a system of wall so they couldn't see each other. They could only hear each other. Those couples stayed married two years later because the wow. whole relationship was based on do we connect. And I have several people in my life who I feel would have been married by now if they went with who they connected with rather than who looked good that's true. on their arm. Yeah, I can see that. And that makes me sad. I, it's sad, but it's also a reality. It's like they're letting uh, what they see a certain type of perspective that they feel is going to be glorified True. take over how they really feel. You see what I'm saying? And it's not the right fit for them. It's like me seeing a pair of Dior shoes that are size 10. It's like, I got to get them. I got to wear them. But it's like, that's not the best fit for me. And I can't walk right. far. Is it As opposed to seeing something else that's more comfortable that fits and I could do it for the long haul. So it's a lot of it is what you want. And a lot of it is knowing what you want. So Norm, I, let's not act like we're perfectionists. Cause I don't want anybody to listen to like they're uh-huh. self-righteous. He yeah. know he's going to want a fine woman and she's going to want uh-huh. a rich dude. Let's have a moment of being transparent. Mm-hmm. What is your shallowest, um, thing, non-negotiable that shallow or not, you know, you need it. I need it or I don't like it. No, sh- the shallowest thing that you, you, you need in a partner, the shallowest thing. Cause we've been talking real. The shallowest thing that I need in a partner. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the shallowest thing that I need in a partner. I don't really have one, but I would say if they wore the same size shoe as me. Wait, what? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I'm a size 13. Oh, whoa, 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 that's a that's a flex. But also, no, I don't think any woman. Well, let me shut up. 
That might be some basketball thing, but, but if, if some girl had to wear a size shoes. 14, I'd be like, ooh, that's a shallow <laughs> negotiable. Uh, okay. For, <laughs> if you know a girl, Lamar, do you know any girls who wear a size 14? Nah, nah. Lamar looks not, scared. You just scared not, him with that. It's one. not a negotiable. I'm joking. No, but, uh, Norman, I think you're okay. No, no, no. That's not your thing. No, no, <laughs> He's no. like, I think that's okay. Uh, somebody's like, I got my words. I like this interview you know, until like, I heard that Norman shallow. No, mine is. Nah. I'm trying to think about I have to like your face. It doesn't mean you have to be the most. People, yeah. I get a lot of flack for having so many attractive male people around me, but I actually don't care about how attractive you are to the world. I have to find your face pleasant when I wake up in the morning because I like to roll over in the morning and, and like have conversations. Probably, probably teeth. If their uh, teeth are really messed up. Yeah. It's not like I won't talk to you or anything, but it's just something I'll notice. My thing is gums. If your gum, the tooth ratio was off. If you got more wow. gums than tooth, because I actually met a really nice guy who had way too much gum for me. Well, you know, you get surgery on that. People, I, I don't think he had a problem with it. And the girl he did it after me said she loved his smile. So it's clearly there's a, there's a lip yeah, for every hey, pot. People with more gums than teeth are always married. Girls. Have you noticed that? Like, what is that about? Right away. So, Norman, do you think, <laughs> do you think you're marriage-minded? Um, Be honest. Do I think that I'm marriage-minded? Mm -hmm. Um... I think I can get there, but I don't think I'm currently marriage-minded now. And what's stopping you from being there? Because I I really enjoy my freedom. And mm -hmm. I think that it's one of those things that's coming to an end because it's like like my freedom is something that I've relied on that has has opened up a lot of doors for me or has helped me in so many ways. Right. And when I'm married, I know that that freedom <laughs> ain't going to be there. <laughs> The same, it's not, it's right. really not. So it's like getting ready for that because now I have someone else that's that, that I have to attend to, you know, it's like, Account this is where I'm going or this yeah. is where I'm going. And I always have a hard time in relationships with that to where it's like, it's very difficult. It, it's, it's, it's a hard mesh for me personally. I think it's hilarious that you are the most marriage ready friend i have yeah and all the other ones are saying they're marriage minded and you're the one wow. who's hesitant so i just think it's ironic that <laughs> so basically you're telling me i'm surrounded by fuck boys <laughs> because <laughs> all the dudes that i know who are who are shallow like a disability yeah. who own, who want something that looks good on their arm for instagram mm -hmm. who's worried about flexing for strangers mm -hmm. but who's not worried about being a good partner they say they're marriage minded. Meanwhile, you are walking around with integrity and spades mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, let me be a little bit more cautious, which always just goes to show you the person who's the most cautious is often the one who's the most ready. Wow. I think I'm marriage minded number one because I'm a woman. And so my biological clock is like, look, ho. yeah, you got about 17 minutes before go. these eggs pack it up and go. Yeah, so go. I have to be. But I also think, though, like I've done as much as you can do as a single person and I enjoy what I've done as a single person. And so now if I was to like get into a serious relationship, I wouldn't feel like that there was anything that I wish I had done. Mm. That's why I think I marriage my I like that. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to have fun regardless. I'm yeah. one of those people, to your point about toxic people, I used to love toxic people because I like to have fun. Yeah. I just recently saw couples that have fun after they're married. For whatever reason, it never occurred to me that you could still have a great time yeah, it, while you're married. So now I'm more open to marriage because I realize that the fun doesn't have to stop. Well, and then we're the first generation that wasn't necessarily prepared for this environment. Yeah, this is unprecedented. So, so, yeah, yeah, because it's like your, our parents' parents told them something. Their parents' parents told them something to where it was a system. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, you're going to get married, get a job, da-da-da, have kids. Da, da, da. There was a system. This is the first time where it's like, whoa. What's what the internet? There's What's a going shark. On? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's to this is totally fuget. It's totally <laughs> different. Yeah, yeah, because you... you like my grandma couldn't have told you that I'd have an iPhone and can That's FaceTime true. people and I could swipe left or right and pick a girl. Like they, they would have been like, what? <laughs> you know? So it's like our preparation for this at our age wasn't, you know, we don't, this is all new to us. We're making up as we go. Yeah. yeah, We're making up as we go. No, I have one last question before we wrap up. Mm -hmm. um, if there was one, we're going to do opposite advice. So I'm going to give advice that I would give to men who are looking for a good woman mm -hmm. who also have Wi-Fi because this whole episode is about social media. Mm -hmm. And you're going to give advice that you would give to women who are looking for a good man. I'll go first. Um, mm -hmm. Just because I think mine will be short. To any man who is looking for a good woman, 
Um, instead of just making a list about what she has to do for you and how she has to make you feel, also make a list of how you'd make her feel the same way. Because I know a lot of men who say, I want, I want a woman who's going to cook and clean and, and be my peace and, and, you know, raise my kids and be nurturing. And then when I say, well, what, what does she get in return for all that? It's crickets. Yeah. So that's great that you have that list. Just know that we want a list too. Because I've yeah. been engaged twice. And both times, the reason why I didn't make it to the, I swear to God, guys, the third time I get engaged, I'm in, there's going to be a wedding. Okay. Over my dead body, you're going to be there. But the, the, every time that I didn't get married to the people I was engaged to is because they were so clear about how much value I was bringing to their lives. And I wasn't clear about what they'd be bringing to mine. I was like, yeah, that's great that you asked me to marry you because you think I'll be a good wife. I don't know what I get in return for that. <laughs> Wow. I get to be your wife and what do I get? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and so I think a lot of men have a list of what they're going to get, but they don't put as much time into what they're going to give in return. Mm -hmm. So that would be my advice to men. What's your advice to women who to are women. looking for a good guy and talk so like I'm five. Cause I might be writing it in my phone. I would say pay attention to their character Ooh. and pay attention to the character and also also, find you somebody that that adds value to you, not just financially, but it could be emotionally, it could be spiritually, because if they're not adding something to you, they're taking from you. Oh. And you want to be with someone that's adding, you're looking for a good teammate and they don't have to be perfect. They don't have to fit your idea of what you want or how you want to be, but somebody that would just be a good teammate that you can grow with. That's because beautiful. so many of us, yeah, so many of us want someone to be this and this and this and this way. And then when one thing is off, then we, we look at it like, oh, everything. But it's like a yin and a yang, right? You don't want to compete, but you want to complete. And you want to find somebody that you can work with. You can do life And with. you can move forward because so many times you get older and you're so used to moving this way and they're used to moving this way and then it's like psh, you're butting heads all the time instead of saying, okay, how can we come together to work together? Because you might have flaws and I might have flaws. We definitely but, but both have understanding flaws. those flaws to move yeah. together because a lot of our grandparents or old relationships, you see that they might not have it might not have worked in this day, but they know each other so well to where they're like, yeah, we know Frank always going, Frank is just in the back sleeping. Frank, <laughs> yeah, you got to yell four or five times to get Frank out here because they, they just know each other so well yeah. and they're okay with it. As opposed to someone else like, Frank, uh, it's like, they just know, you know, the grandma go to church, Frank stay home, watch a cartoon and eat some cereal. But it's like they work together. And they're both invested, though. They're both emotionally they're both, invested. Yeah, but they, they're different and it's okay. Now I, I differences is not okay. Well, now everybody wants to be right because social media no. has everybody in a soapbox. And so I always ask my, my, my homegirls when I'm talking to them on the phone, do you want to be right or do you want to be loved? Man. Because sometimes you're so busy trying to be right that you end up in a position where being loved is impossible. Wow. Um, and Norman, one thing I will, will say before I do wrap up for real, one thing that you've done that my last three boyfriends have not done, and I always say to women who have male friends, watch how your kindest male friend treats you and ask mm -hmm. yourself if the men you date treat you the same way. You always make time for me. Aww. You move mountains to be there so for me. Sweet. Like whether it's Joshua Tree in the desert yeah. or doing the show, even though yeah. you were literally working five minutes before you came to, yeah. to the studio, you always make time for me. And I appreciate Aww, that about you. you. So ladies, thank if you have a guy who's too man. busy, he's not treating you as well as Norm treats me. And that's the problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, this is the part we have to do housekeeping. Um, thank you for listening to Humanize. The show is sponsored by bluecentricshop.com where you can get your spiritual baths, intention candles, or even book a tarot reading or one-on-one -on -one counseling session with me, Blue Toulousma. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. And for those who want to see the video from each episode, early releases and bonus content are always available on our Patreon. That's patreon.com backslash bluecentric. Norm Norman, shout out your pages, please. All right, thank you. Everything is just my name, Norman Towns, at N-O-R-M-A-N-T-O-W-N-S. <laughs> at Norman Towns. He's amazing. He's a great actor, and you heard it here. Norman Towns is actually going to be in the final season of Insecure. Can we clap Ooh. for him, Lamar? Lamar, let's clap for Norman. I'll clap for myself. No, that's not a clap, Lamar. 
Lauren. Lamar is like the <laughs> slow clap. Um, thank you to, to Michael, our producer. And guys, we're going to end the show by actually, because now you heard how hard Norman works. We're going to end the show playing uh, the video for Norman's song. What's the song oh, called, Norman? Dope. Which one? Feed the Streets? Feed the Streets. Oh, feed Norm the streets. actually did a song about what it was like being a Postmates delivery person <laughs> during the pandemic. It's a hilarious song. There's a video that goes with it. It's called Feed the Streets. And that we're going to play that as we end the show. Love y'all. Bye. All right. Bill gotta be paid post haste. So I'm in a whip skirt doing postmates. In the backseat, I got everybody order. I cancel on you if you in the way of the bonus. Chicken bowl, jerk, patty, taco bell, rice. Extra chicken sandwich when I hit the Popeyes. Always take forever when I go to five guys. So I might eat a couple of the fries. But I gotta feed the streets. I gotta feed the streets. I gotta feed the streets, cause everybody eat, everybody eat. So I'm making my way up to your apartment, okay? But the elevator don't work, okay? Now I gotta climb up 12 flights of stairs just to drop off some motherfucking bucket. Okay. This is just my luck. A truck double parked beside me and now I'm stuck. After all that, I only made a couple of bucks. Now my wit smells like, what the fuck? I gotta feed the streets. I gotta feed the streets. I gotta feed the streets, cause everybody eat, everybody eat. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's his dad? No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big on this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast Networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts, and hear the culture.